panoply, panorama, panpipe, pansy, aha, pansexual, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au. Three CR eight five five AM digital three CR dot org dot AU and on demand out of the pan with Sally on well a sunny Sunday afternoon where we would need to be twisting by the pool. Three CR proudly broadcasts from the lands of the original inhabitants, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and we pay respects to elders past and present. We also acknowledge our queer original inhabitants, including sister girls and brother boys, for their unique contributions to diversity on and around the land. And if you want to get in touch with the show, there's lots of ways to do it. Um, you can Gmail, um, the old email way, out of the pan 855 at gmail.com. You can SMS 61456 751215. Tweet at Sal Gold said so. And remember, that's the bottom line. And you can look for the post on my Facebook page, Sally Goldner, or the, the um, simultaneous post on Out of the Pan, 3CR, 855 AM Melbourne. Well, yes, a deliberate choice to open up with Dire Straits and Twisting by the Pool, because I'm joined in the studio by a guest, the fabulous Amelia from, well, The Clams, is here to talk about getting um, better wetter. <laughs> it's a Afternoon, a- Sally. Hi. Good to good to have you um, in on a Sunday. Thanks for coming in. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Now you're part of a a very well. We are uh, by next Saturday for sure. We'll be in the sign of Pisces, if I have it right. Yes. We timed all this well because there's all these water events. Um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, in particular, um, the one that we want to talk about is the Better Wetter at um, in Northcote next Saturday afternoon. Tell us first of all, who are the clams? Sure. So. My friend Frances, uh, previously when she was in New Zealand, uh, participated in a water ballet squad um, called the Wet Hot Beauties. And when she moved to Melbourne, um, she was without her beloved water ballerinas and um, felt a hole that she wanted to fill. And so was spitballing around drinks with her friends about perhaps we could start a water ballet uh, group here, you know there's nothing like this in Melbourne, it's a bit silly, why not? And what originally was a joke has turned into um, quite a performance troupe. Um, so the clams are a primarily the least professional water ballerinas in <laughs> Melbourne. <laughs> we don't make any claims to be um, professional synchronised swimmers, um, we don't tread water, we mainly prance around in the pool looking fabulous and making statements. That's our modus soprande. So um, it's a feminist uh, group of not exclusively women. In our um, 
debut show, uh, all people who were participating in the clans were female identified. But we do now in our second season have some non-binary members, which mm-hmm. is great. Um, we're also open to anyone who, who wants to join us. So we had some um, male interest, man clans, um, at the start <laughs> of the season. <laughs> um, and it, it just was that the rehearsal schedule was a bit too um, hectic for male clan commitment. <laughs> but we're open to whoever wants to join us. So essentially... Um, the performance troupe will take on a um, powerful social cause usually, so something that they're passionate about that passionate about that is either politically charged or um, some kind of feminist statement and we'll, um, with the help of our choreographers, Holly Durant and Gabby Barton, turn that into um, splashy water ballerina fun. But it sounds like it sounds like a cross between, well, the land-based group, the Trox, Oh, I'm not aware of the trucks. Tell me about the trucks. The trucks are the males who do ballet. Oh, my goodness. Oh, you've got to hit the search engine. Oh, my Lord. I'm going to go on YouTube right And, <laughs> and a sort of, I don't know, um, oh, gosh, um, Hannah Gadsby, fast forward, Doug Anthony Allstars type yeah. of no-nonsense political approach. I like yeah. it. Yeah, it's a fun time. It, it, we get to be quite... Um, silly but impactful I think with mm. um, social causes like it's the, I think it's one of the best ways to engage people is through through comedy and through something a little bit ridiculous you know um, the woman that runs our social media Joanna Cooney she does an incredible job um, with or, n- number one her puns are on flick like oh. <laughs> they're all clam and um, period and um, sex and um, you know just amazing amazing on point puns and so that gets people interested and they think it's funny and then they they will are more willing to listen to what we have to say about situations so um it's it's nice like getting people involved in a message through a different medium i think is something that we have a strength in um you know not many people have been to a water ballet show i guess and so they come along out of interest like what is this ridiculous concept and then through dance and through prop use and um just general silliness we can convey a message that um, perhaps otherwise can be a bit uh, laborious to communicate, I guess. Oh, look, totally. Any, any will say, I'll use the broad sense of the word art form, and you're using dance in a sense in water here, I, I like think, doesn't I think we're baby artists, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> like, we have no performance experience, a lot of us. Some do, that's, that's the lie, some do. But uh, largely the group has no performance um, experience. So performing at Fringe last year was a real wowee. Um, and we won People's Choice Award. Like, that's pretty pretty cool i guess that is very very cool to come in so quickly and win yeah um yeah, there's cool. lots in there first of all i've just got to say you're you're mentioning that your social media person does puns means you've just got the <laughs> bi community totally on site yeah, yeah that's 100 percent right <laughs> so that's that's that there's an order there's a there's a market yeah. um as they say <laughs> but um you know, it's obvious there's a, there's a very strong, there's a few things that have come out of what you said. There's a strong team um, thing there. And, you know, it's, you know, sometimes, you know, one person comes in, but you've just already mentioned half the names of the team, which I think shows the sense of collective spirit in there. You yeah. know, there's obviously a lot of fun um, in doing it. And also, yeah, we've got to, you know, yes, we need um, the, as a friend of mine called them years ago, the um, sort of the glad drag advocates. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, put on the power suit sort of approach. Yeah, but yes, it. arts are a great way to communicate about yeah. things. Yeah, I so, think so. Um, what does Better Wetter communi- um, communicate about? So, Better Wetter at its um, conception was about um, sexual empowerment and sexuality, not necessarily with other, like celebrating your sexuality with yourself and mm-hmm. then also like 
you know, your own body and, you know, the celebration of masturbation and self-love and things that people may not chat about necessarily as much. Like we, we like approaching relatively taboo topics. Our, our first show was called Crimson Tide and it was about the five stages of a menstrual cycle. Mm. Um, so to top that, we or not necessarily top that, but to continue in that kind of vein, um, the people who were as well, the producers, I guess, um, put their heads together and said, what kind of concepts do we want to run with this this year? And um, we settled on sexuality. So Better Wetter, um, A, it's our second show, so hence Better and Wetter, where water ballerinas, it doesn't take too much <laughs> explanation. But it also, as puns abound from Better Wetter, it's just absolutely fantastic way to reframe what we're doing this season so um at the base of it it's um our first opener uh, celebrates self-love and masturbation and um celebrating that i guess and taking the shame away from um having sexual experiences with yourself you know there's mm-hmm. a lot of people will be quick to say oh so you know who are you sleeping with anyone at the moment when was the last time you had sex blah 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 blah, blah. and we'll discount sex unless it's Mm. with another person or other people and you know that's that's unhelpful I think to a lot of people and people can feel a lot of shame about not engaging sexually with other people and only engaging sexually with themselves and I don't think that personally I don't think that that's helpful and I think that that's something that the team and the choreographers were um, aiming to to not demystify but I guess like um remove that that stigma of self-love and um celebration of yourself um and we also try to tackle some more um i guess topical and complex issue issues like um consent and um diverse sexual experiences and could we have quite a number of um the existing team that are uh, sexually diverse um and from sexual minorities so um that's something that we aim to um, convey as well in our performance that you know we're taught in sex education largely in primary schools and adolescents that um sex is or sex ed i guess is um the prevention of pregnancy and prevention of stis and largely heteronormative in its approach and doesn't discuss you know queer sex or not, not even it doesn't even talk about pleasure or any of those kinds of things that are to do with sexuality and sex it's more like a biological approach and practical in terms of don't like health promotion i guess yeah and so um we're looking to i guess artistically represent that there are other ways to approach um conversations around sex and sexuality no look look just i could just say absolutely but um this there's so much in there. I mean, you talk about fun. Um, I've, got, I've got I've got to look at your promo on Facebook. Um, better um, better better wetter is a celebration of women who do it, always with enthusiastic clam scent, um, <laughs> a sexy clam tacular, um, and um, bring your bring your swimming clam stume, which we've got to get to um, get to. And um, more, and there'll be a DJ, and there'll be more acts to be clam announced. Yeah. Um, so we're we're talking clam everywhere here, um, yes. and and kids are well clam. So this isn't your let's say your typical show because um, there's a bit. It sounds like well, I would say audience participation, but um, you know, sort of how um, you know when seriously bring your clam stew. Um, yeah. So the, the format of the day is a yeah. pool party. Um, so the doors open. Uh, so it's next weekend, Saturday the twenty fourth. Uh, so mm-hmm. doors open at 2.30 and um, from then members of the public can jump in the pool. Uh, we have a DJ, uh, Whiskey Houston, who mm-hmm. will be um, 
checking, spinning some beats, I think the kids say. Um, poolside beats. Poolside beats, exactly. Um, so it's a bit of a pool party and then um, the pool will be cleared about 20 past three-ish and our first performance will be at 330 um, so it's about half an hour's worth of splashy, silly fun. And following that, um, we've just announced that the Sugar Fed Leopards will be playing uh, after that. And then we will do another show at about 6pm. So it's a um, a ticket, I guess, gets you um, admission to the full day. We, we perform twice, but it's not two shows, if that makes sense. So it's more for people. Some people can make the earlier show. Some people can make the ah. later show. Some people will want to watch both. Because there's two vantage points, I guess, to watch the show from. So we've done it that way um, to um, ensure that people who want to stay for the full day and have a picnic and have a bit of a splash and a swim and listen to some funky music, um, that's the way that the day's been uh, organised. But um, by all means, you don't have to stay for both shows. We just do it twice because we love ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you, as you said, we should talk about self-love. But, yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Um, if you're not going to love yourself, um, who, who will, as the yeah, saying goes? Yeah, totally. Um, well, actually, that's probably good. There's your, there's your free, um, unfounded psychological advice in this episode of Out of the Pan. Thank you, but- Sally. Thank you. We'll put it in the byline. <laughs> <laughs> So um, the thing that it does mention here is, um, you know, um, there's um, no, it's um, not, um, it says no nudity and no smart, but there's yes. a little swearing. So let's yes. just clear clear up um, that. So the swearing is um, in part of the music that we use. So okay. we, we won't be swearing, but um, the artists will be in their songs. Fair so enough. Nothing, nothing crazy. Um, yeah, it's a, a few S and Fs and that's about it. Fair enough, yeah. probably something that's so a lot passe mi- nowadays. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's quite mild compared to our um, our first show where we had a song by Peaches um, for representing the um, angry phase that some people can go through when they're um, experiencing their period. And it was, do you know, are you familiar with Peaches? I certainly do know I, you, yeah. she. Yes. So there's a, um, a song, I Don't Give Up. And, oh, okay. Yeah, so that was the track that um, was chosen for that song, <laughs> for that representation, and there was a lot. I don't give a f. I don't give a s. I don't give a f. <laughs> for just three minutes, essentially. So it's mild compared to that. Fair enough. All right, and just the last part of the segment. Um, it says here, um, kids are well clammed. Yeah, we'd definitely like kids to come along. And um, some of the clams uh, have been talking about the show in the lunchroom at the places where they work and they've been um, discussing what the show will involve, X, Y, Z. And um, some of the mums uh, and parents who work um, with some of the clams have asked if they can bring along their children. And we've said definitely, you know, it's, that's something that's your choice, but there's nothing explicit or necessarily suggestive. Um, like it's not pornography it's not um like sexy in terms of you know we're appealing to we're not we're not appealing to like the male gaze or we're Mm. not appealing to necessarily other people to find us sexually attractive we're more celebrating our own sexuality um and our sexual empowerment so it's a discussion about sex and well not really a discussion a performance about sex um which hopefully will 
um, spark some discussions about sex and sexuality, but um, it's not explicit in that way. So, so children are, are more than welcome if that's something that their parents would like to do. Yes, just, of course, keep an eye on them around the pool. Exactly, exactly, and bring some floats and be responsible. There's, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you, how you see it, um, we don't have any alcohol um, at the event, so people are welcome to bring along picnics and... Um, drinks or purchase uh, drinks from the um, from the pool, but they can't be alcoholic because we're in a uh, aquatic space. Fair enough too, yeah. yes. Um, and we've got to be responsible. You know, alcohol and water yeah. in that sense don't really mix. So Yeah, exactly. We do well, have drinks after. but <laughs> Afterwards, yes, yes. off-premises. Yeah. Exactly. Fair enough. Now, um, let's just get the time, date and where and how you buy tickets. Yeah, um, sure. And we'll wrap this segment this part of this um, the, the discussion up, but yeah, there's cool. plenty more to talk about. Yeah, great. So it's this coming Saturday, the 24th of February. Um, doors open at 2.30 and our first show will be at 3.30. So if you're wanting to watch us, which is probably the reason you should come, um, you should definitely be there by then. Um, and then we perform again at 6 o'clock. So to buy tickets, you can head to uh, the Clams Facebook page, which is the Clams Official or our um, Instagram, which is the underscore clams, um, and there'll be links to take you to our try booking page, and you can book there. Fair enough. And how much are tickets? Tickets are $30, which oh. includes the um, us performing, the DJing by Whiskey Houston, and the sugar-fed leopards, and entry to the pool and a pool party. Fair enough. So that's a pretty, um, you know... Um... It's a pretty modest price for all the fun times you get, we think. Cool. All right, well, we'll have a breather and um, just have some more music in the swimming type of theme, which <laughs> you got a hint of earlier. Um, yeah. Let's have a listen to the Earl Scruggs Review doing the nitty-gritty dirt band classic, The Swimming Song. 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au and on demand, out of the pan with Sally and guest Amelia. Yeah, I spent three and a half years living on the street and I know what it's like to have no hope and not to feel part of the society and I think that's where a lot of these people are. But I think we need to help people who are traumatised and help people get back on their feet and give them hope and help them um, feel like they're a part of the society again instead of just moving them on like they're an inconvenience. If it were not for ruminations, how would the views of those of us who have been homeless or are homeless, how would these views ever be aired? How would they ever be expressed? Subscribe to the station that gives airtime to people with a lived experience of homelessness. Support 3CR. Why do you reckon people should subscribe to 3CR? Because I think we have more awesome music shows than anywhere else. And they're niche and they're interesting and they're adventurous. 3CR, the perfect companion in your car on your road trip. If you're on digital, mm. no tram interference. Mm. But if you're streaming, there's no tram interference. No, that's true. But if you like that's tram correct. interference, is always the AM. The AM, old school. <laughs> oh, who oh. Like, you know, some people like the crack along vinyl. Well, yeah, some, some people like noise music. <laughs> Experimental noise mm-hmm, music. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To subscribe to 3CR, unwaged is $35. Yes. yes. Waged? 75 And solidarity? 150 
one pretty that's pretty reasonable to help keep 3CR on air. Call 3CR 94198377 and subscribe. Subscribe today. Subscribe now. Absolutely. Um, dive in and subscribe. Um, there's a, there was a blatant linkage of what today's show's about. And yes, please join 3CR and we'd love people to join up. If you're not a subscriber slash member of 3CR, then please do so. Um, you can do so um, at the rates mentioned. You can hop onto our website, 3cr.org.au, and do so. Well, um, prior to the messages, we were talking with Amelia from The Clams, and um, we also had some genre-diverse music. That's my new phrase instead of the pansexual music that knows no boundaries of sex, gender, or genre. And we had um, the Earl Scruggs Review, uh, music of both kinds, um, and um, the swimming song. Bit of a classic, as originally done by the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. Amelia's still with me. Um, great to have you in. We, if we touched on a point that I wanted to come back to, because it is, of course, a topic in itself. You know, you talked about the um, reality that the members of the cast are, we'll say, sexually and in some cases, gender diverse mm-hmm. um, of all sorts. And you know, we touched on also sex positivity. How we, you know, either talk about sex, as you said, in very practical, sort of preventative sort of ways and also I think also of course they can often we can often talk about it in very I'll say heteronormative cisnormative and body expected type of ways and we wanted to have a chat about that and perhaps how it links in to you know what you know a bit more about what the clams are doing but also you know what made um if I can and you don't have to answer this one what made you personally want to get involved in that in you know the sort of projects that the clams do Sure. So I guess I'll answer that one first because it's probably the most simple uh, Mm. answer. So um, a friend of mine, Tess, um, at the start of last year mentioned that she was getting involved um, with a feminist group of of identified women then and that they were putting together a water ballet about periods. Um, And she asked me if that's something I wanted to engage in. And obviously I came back with yes immediately um, because it just sounded so silly. Um, And I was looking for, I guess, something to pursue creatively at that point. I'd been doing some dancing um, with a local studio for a year or so and I was looking to do a, a few extra things as well. And so, yeah, I went along to rehearsal and met Gabby Barton and she's standing there in a fabulous outfit and saying, okay, so uh, today we're going to open with a number called Crimson and we're going to... (laughs) (laughs) And then started pulling out all of these ridiculous hand movements, which we later called... uh, Oh, my gosh, the names escaped me at this very moment. Oh, no. I think it was... Oh, Jazz Badge. Jazz Mm. Badge, that was it. Um, It's If you imagine in your mind um, spirit fingers and then it doesn't convey as well over radio, but spirit fingers and then bring their hands together and jiggle fingers in front of your crotch area. That's essentially the first move that we learned. And so, of course, I was delighted and had to come back. <laughs> but I just loved the, the message, I guess, of a bunch of people who, who care about social issues, um, ta- trying to tackle those issues in a different way. And I guess that's, that's what we try to do. Um, we don't necessarily do these things in quite an obvious way through our show. Um, I guess it's more to try and generate conversations around uh, the pool and outside of the pool and through our, um, our social media as well. So um, by having that kind of platform and the following, I, I guess we can um, do mini campaigns about um, 
causes that we're passionate about and that are similar to um, what we discuss in the show and the theme of the show. So um, last season we um, did a few um, side projects, I guess, um, relating to menstruation and, um, you know, female bodies and um, also just the experience that menstruation isn't exclusively for female-identified people and, Mm. you know, they're men bleed too, male-identified people bleed too, non-binary people bleed, and there's a lot of um, discussion around specifically women. Um, And so we tried to, through our social media and our um, uh, promotion of the show and after the show, um, have discussions around that. We did a mini campaign about the tampon tax um, and also recorded a documentary about clam confessions I guess which was um with Mia Timpano and talked about um how we were brought up to talk about um periods in our own bodies and Mm -hmm. if we were made to feel shame um if we had our period if we didn't have our period um you know you can never win I guess yeah yeah so um and then following in from this show we've now started talking about um how we like body positivity and um how you know bodies are perceived especially in togs because i'm from queensland i refer to bathing suits as togs you'll have to excuse me that's all right (laughs) so long as we don't mention budgie smugglers oh damn i just did (laughs) no we don't have any of those in the um in the squad at the moment maybe next season if we get some (laughs) but um yeah i guess it's just that's what drew me to the group is mm. um, this ability to to be silly, to be a bit funny. Um, we're unintentionally funny. We were trying to be quite serious and well, not necessarily serious, a little bit goofy. But it, I was shocked at the how many people were laughing during some of the, <laughs> the acts season. that we did in our first show. I was like, this isn't funny. We're meant to be sexy. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this isn't amusing. Um, so it's it's nice having that, I guess, creative platform to. Um, talk about not only issues that um, represent us, like it, it, I guess as a queer woman, I really like having um, a gender and sexually diverse group because it's difficult for us to want to tell those stories if they're not ours to tell. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So um, I'm really glad that there are um, more gender diverse um, members on the squad this season and also um, more sexually diverse people as well. It's, it's quite a few of us, which is nice. Which is good because, yeah, as we as we said, you know, we need all that. Inc- we need inclusivity in sex ed, which still doesn't happen enough, of course, sex totally. ed of any sort. But if it does, it's often incredibly heteronormative or body expected. And I mean, it's good to see, you know, sex educators. And we've got to, got to give a tribute here to a pioneer, Cindy Darnell, um, who you, and Kath Carter, who use phrases like people with penises, people with vaginas. Oh, great. People with other genitals, which I think. Oh, that's fantastic. Which is the sort of thing we need or just going beyond sex ed. You know, I was in a meeting of some few months ago now, but mm. someone who'd sadly been on leave came back and said, unfortunately, they lost their brother due to prostate cancer. And they mm. said, um, they did use good language. They said, people with prostate, get them checked. Yeah, and, that's great. You know, this is the sort of thing we need to make people feel included. Yeah, because... just changing changing the language and changing the way that, I guess, we've been taught um, to mm. talk about sex and um, reproductive health, I guess. Yeah, make it inclusive, then, you know, it can only be good for everyone's reproductive health, um, let's say on the practical side, but more people will be enjoying themselves. 
And, you know, you touched on something there that is important, I think, and particularly on this show, a queer and sex positive show, that you mentioned your, your words. I think you're, you're, you said you're a queer woman. Yeah. Yes, queer identified woman, yes. Yeah, so, um, you know, just quick, we'll, we'll start it and then have another track. But, um, you know, how was your journey coming out, you know? Uh, do you know what? Particularly, was... you said you were from Queensland, and I don't <laughs> want to stereotype, but... I know. It's all right. I stereotype myself. I'm allowed to. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, actually. Yes, self-deprecating yeah. humor and yeah, use of words. That's, that's right. right. So I didn't come out until um, I moved down to Melbourne. So I'd been in um, long-term male relationships with, with men um, since high school, and I my longest relationship ended when I was 23. So I moved back to Brisbane and... Um, all of a sudden I ha- was on my own after being in relationships almost consecutively for like seven years. And mm-hmm. even though I was a little when I get- entered into my first relationship, that's a long time to, yeah. you know, be considering other people and, you know, not not necessarily looking outside of that relationship for things that you might find fulfilling. And so all of a sudden I had all of these, not, I don't want to say urges, it sounds a bit like, what's the word? It sounds a bit naff, but like I, there were all of these things that I wanted to explore that I just hadn't when I was in relationships. And so I'm, I'm, tri- by myself, knowing myself, I'm quite a cautious uh, person. Mm-hmm. I'm a researcher by, um, by training. So <laughs> everything I approach in my life is well researched. Um, and so I'd been thinking that I wanted to move somewhere a little bit more, um, more culturally aware, um, bit more diverse, a bit arty. And I ended up moving to Melbourne, um, oh, what year was it, 2015? Yeah. Uh, start of 2015. And um, in a very matter-of-fact way, one time I sat down with my housemate at the time in our little Abbotsford house and I said, Laura, I would like to date women. <laughs> it's just like, oh, okay, cool, let's make that happen. And I was like, oh, no, 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 I won't make it happen. That's just, no, no, that's just something I'd like to do, but I'm t- I don't know where to even begin. So she's like, right, let's set you up a Tinder. So that was that. Then I went out on my first date uh, with a lovely woman and we had a lovely time and that was that for me. I was like, right, yep, yep, okay. I've, I've realised uh, where I am meant to be in life <laughs> and this is something that I'm definitely, I definitely enjoy and I definitely want to explore and so... Um, since then, yeah, I've been dating on and off, I guess, for the past three years. I've not been in any long-term relationships. I had a a four-month relationship last year, which I guess was a turning point for me because it was the first woman that I'd dated for a prolonged period. And it was just, it was wonderful and terrifying and, Mm. you know, all of the, all of the emotions, you know, and, and for me, I haven't dated a man since then or a male identified person or non-binary. Um, but that's, you know, not something that I am not pursuing. It's just, I've been finding myself more attracted to, um, quite femme presenting people. Yep. Yeah. And so when I announced this, oh, my, my coming out story to my dad was quite amusing. So my mum, um, I just, text her because my parents live overseas so I hadn't seen them for two years after I came out so I just saw them for Christmas just gone and that was the first time I'd seen them since um since I'd made this you know announcement that I'm now dating women as well and you can just deal with it (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) but um with mum I was just like oh I went out on a real cute date it was nice and um I said the the woman's name and she's like that's that's a lady's name. It's like, yep, yep, that's right. And then just carried on with my conversation. And mum's like, 
are you going to have babies still? Because my mum is the cluckiest woman you'll ever meet. Um, I said, mum, I worked in a donor sperm like role for two years. Of course I'm going to have children. <laughs> like I don't need a male partner to have a child. Um, and as, long, as soon as I communicated that to her, she was chill. She was like, great, as long as I get grandchildren, I don't care who you're having sex with. <laughs> but with my dad, um, so at that time, um, my dad and I had been fighting over something silly, you know, I don't even remember what it was, but because they lived overseas, resolving fights can be a little bit tricky over Skype. So his way of resolving um, (laughs) our fight was slowly coming into the the Skype frame Mm. more and more each week when I Skyped mum. So (laughs) I was having a chat to her once um, and I'd bought a flower for a girl that I was going on a date with. Who was lovely and kind and very nature, um, yeah. very, you know, very into nature. And um, I'd bought her, it was coming up to Valentine's Day, and I'd bought her this beautiful red protea because mm-hmm. we were going to go out on a picnic. And I, um, she ended up cancelling. So oh. I was like, oh, wow. Uh, and I had the protea in the background of um, when I was talking to mum on Skype. And um, she goes, oh, sweetie, that's a beautiful flower. I said, oh, thanks, mum. It's a protea. And then I started to tell her the story of, oh, so I bought it for this girl and she cancelled our date. And so, you know, bugger her. I'm keeping her flower. She didn't deserve it anyway. And dad goes, What? You bought a flower for a girl. I was like, oh, yeah, by the way, Dad, for the last six months I've been dating women. And um, I explained the situation to him. I was like, yeah, and she cancelled. And he went, oh, well, F her then. <laughs> that was the entire <laughs> conversation. <laughs> and since then he's been um, the biggest, I guess, advocate for um, for queer rights. And they're both quite active on Facebook. It must be where I get it from. Um <laughs> They've been, you know, sharing things about um, the postal survey and, um, you know, queer rights and trans rights and um, lesbian gay rights. And it's been really lovely. I I feel very fortunate that I've had that experience with my parents, but I actually suspect it's um, somewhat to do with the fact that they're not here and we don't live in the same place because it's been a slow transition for them. It's not been like bump I've brought a partner home, yeah. you know, in your face, deal with this. Um, so, yeah, they, they've been so positive. And because I, I came out and, you know, started pursuing uh, the queer aspects of my life, I guess, in Melbourne, it's such a bubble where we're so lucky here. Mm. And it's just something I didn't feel comfortable doing in Brisbane because there's just so much chitter-chatter. Everything you do is everyone else's business, you know. I went to a private school in inner city Brisbane and, you know, gossip mills were just like, it, it could just be an awful place. The school, I loved the school, but um, I guess the everyone talks about everyone else and that's just not something I felt safe exploring much yep. when I was home. Like, you know, there were things here and there, but nothing like I, I wasn't in any relationships with, with any women. It's not something I, I just didn't feel safe to do that, which is a shame. Mm. And I wonder if that's something that's changing with all of the social commentary around uh, marriage equality and, you know, sexual, sexually diverse people and gender diverse people. I, it's slowly probably making its way up to Queensland. And <laughs> I think there are a vocal few um, who live there and who um, advocate for, for equality and rights, but um, it's certainly not the norm. Like, yeah. y- you know, I wouldn't walk down 
um, Queen Street Mall holding the hand of a female identified partner and like, you know, giving them a great old smooch in Queensland. I just wouldn't do that. Whereas, you know, walking down Sydney Road, that would not be an issue. Yeah. Um, so it's just different worlds, but um, I th- we're very lucky, I think, living here. I think you've hit some good points. You know, look, Melbourne, I know, you know, it hasn't the last two years, of course, with the you know, attacks on safe schools and, and the mm-hmm. survey, which you mentioned, have been tough going, but we are still a pretty good place to be. And I think mm. I think we do have to remember that there are differences, re- you know, in various regions, we'll say states, territories and regions around mm. the country. And often it can be a difference of 20 kilometres or so. You can be okay, say, in a particular country town and mm. go down the road and it's not. Mm. And I think we forget that sometimes. Yeah, and we do can be a bit bubblish in Melbourne is a fair call. So, yeah, I think that's right. And possibly Sydney as well. Um, and, and even as you say, you know, more outer suburbs yeah. sometimes as well. Like even in technically Melbourne, um, some of the outer suburbs would, you know, I'm making generalisations here, but may not be as accepting of, you know, um, to gen- gender similar people walking down yeah. the street holding the hand of a of a little person. You know, that may not be as well received um, in oh, other look, places. Look, totally, and I think it's something that gets forgotten and. Interestingly, there was some research, I think it could be two or three years ago now, that looked at, um, you know, compared inner and outer suburbs. And outer suburbs were often almost closer to the country in terms of their attitudes on LGBTI stuff. Mm. And so there is that difference. I think it's beginning to break down. Yeah, You know, even five or ten years ago, you know, it still felt like inner metro Melbourne, sort of speaking just Victoria, Mm. was, you know, safer. But, you know, obviously this wacky thing called internet and (laughs) social media connects people. People see the same, pretty much the same news bulletins, whether they're in Mildura or Melbourne or whatever. That's right. So, the you know, it's it's getting there. But, of course... um, the other thing, you know, as we say, then we add in all the other states and territories and there are those variations. Mm. All right, let's have a little bit of a breather um, and then we'll better come back and wrap everything up. Gosh, it's uh, um, we're about three quarters of the way through well, the we show. Can, we can chat, Sally, can't we? We can talk, um, <laughs> talk, get us on to Queer and Sex Positive and we'll talk. <laughs> yeah. um, here's something, unfortunately, we can't do at the Northcote Aquatic Centre um, next weekend. And also, of course, it's a bit of a pool day, I've got to mention, because there's the Trans and Gender Diverse Swim Night put on yes. by Darabin. So, yes, so um, that's at uh, Reservoir, isn't it? That's the one, yeah. I heard that on Joy the other night. Yeah, it's, um, it is definitely some sort of Piscean sort of day. I know. Um, and it's going to be about 27, so not too hot, not too cold. But you can't do this. Skinny dipping. 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au. Out of the pan with Sally and Amelia. I spent the evening with the radio. Regret the moment that I let you go. Has your subscription lapsed? We want you back. Spend more than the evening with us. Reunite with us. Subscribe to 3CR and get excited. Call 9419 8377 or donate online, 3cr.org.au. And let's get back together. It'll feel so good. Listener sponsors who 
keep the radio station going. When you become a listener sponsor, you get a part of this radio station. You get a little part of it. It's yours. You get a little share of it. It's 3CR Subscriber Drive, and we're asking you to show your love for 3CR. Support your favourite show by calling us on 9419 8377 or online 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe. $35 unwaged, $70 waged, or $150 solidarity. Subscribe to 3CR today. People lining up uh, out in the street, uh, out in Smith Street and Collingwood, lining up to take out their list of sponsorship. Yeah, 3CR, 855am, digital3cr.org.au and on demand, out of the pan with Sally and guest Amelia as we um, swim the final lap of the show. Uh, <laughs> roll, out the, roll out the water-related puns. You doing are loving best. those puns, Sally. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm bisexual and pun-sexual. Yeah. There's lots of events coming up this week. It is a busy one. Um, Alphabet Soup at uh, Denbar, for, um, the Melbourne Alphabet Soup. Um, check out Facebook for um, details of that. Um, Cafe Night for Seahorse members. Check out seahorsevic.com. Bent TV, um, still on the airwaves on Friday night. And then... Busy one Saturday, as we said, we've got um, the Trans Anxiety Group um, for um, trans people experience anxiety. Um, that's at eleven o'clock at um, Drummond Street um, for family members of trans. You've got trans family at two o'clock, so we've got it's Gosh. a it's a Saturday. It must be some sort of cataclysmic astrological yeah. Saturday. Of course, we've got the um, the clams with the better weather at um, the Northcote Aquatic. Um, 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 centre, and then of course six o'clock you've got the Reservoir Leisure Centre for the Trans Intended Diverse Swim Night. <laughs> it's um it's one of those days where it's all happening. You've sort of got to um I don't know leave home and pack your bags with different outfits. Also. Exactly, you're not going to be back until night time. <laughs> That's right. Um, what is it? Um, tell your parents you'll be out all day or something like <laughs> yeah. that. So. Wrapping it up, um, because we do have to very shortly make way for Freedom of Species, talking all things animal advocacy and animal welfare and rights. Um, but um, and also got to remember, um, if you um, if you have been um, if you have lapsed, well, you you can be saved. Um, <laughs> if you become become a subscriber again or join for the first time, hop on to three cr dot org dot au. Or call 0394198377 during office hours, 9 till 5, Monday to Friday. And one of the fabulous crew, um, um, Loretta, Rachel and co, will take your call and you can support 3CR Keeping Diverse Programming on air. But, um, yeah, wrapping it up, last points. Um, What is it? Last laps, as we said. Anything (laughs) that we forgot to um, swim through? Oh, you're on fire. (laughs) It's shocking, believe me. Um, I guess not so much. Probably it would be worth your while if you like what we've been chatting about, uh, following us on social media. Um, Joe does such a great job. (laughs) And the more people that can appreciate her pun art, the better. Mm. So uh, on Instagram, we are the underscore clams and then Facebook, we are the clams official. Uh, But yeah, if if you have the time, come on down next Saturday just to see uh, our Splashtacular that um, we'll be putting on. I'm so excited. We're a week out and it's frazzle and 
it's you know stressful, but it's still so exciting. We have such a fun time. Oh, look, it's the old as you build up to th- throwing a party. Well, people will come. I'm yes. quite sure they will. Yes. Um, so, well, yes. do you know what? In actual fact, we're almost sold out. So if you're planning to come, you, you might want to get your tickets soon because uh, last, last year we sold out a few days beforehand, but we're looking to sell out in the next day or so. So I would say if you're thinking about it, to head along to the website pretty quickly because you wouldn't want to miss out. And that website again. The website again. So you go to our Facebook page is the, probably the best way. And um, we have an event listed under um, the Clams Official and that will take you to Try Booking, which is where you book your tickets through. Yep. And don't forget that, um, so yes, it's swim day. It's 27 degrees next Saturday, which I think is just right for yes, a little dip. I think so. Bring your, bring your toggies. Bring your toggies or your bathers or your swimmers or whatever you want to call them. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're clothing name diverse on this program. Yes. And then once you've had a had a dip at um, um, Northcote, go over to Reservoir. It's 6.30 actually at the Reservoir Leisure Centre to um, Cuthbert Road. Oh, is it Reservoir or Reservoir? Don't Reserv- Reservoir? I don't Re- quite know. Reservoir, anyway. Resi. Uh, Resi, yes. As we, <laughs> I'm, not sure, I'm not sure we can... Oh, well, look, it's probably well known that um, <laughs> Resi for the, the Resi Lesi Centre. <laughs> um, but, we're, look, we're sexuality diverse too. We don't care. Seriously, it will be a great night. I'm, I'm someone... I know we're running massively out of time. I've got my body image issues. I'm going to pull on the one piece and <gasps> yes. dive in um, on Saturday night. Um, oh, yes, Sally, that's great. And have a splosh. Oh, Wonderful. <laughs> And have a splash. But right now, we have to hop out of the studio pool and dry off and leave the building for Freedom of Species. Amelia, thanks for coming in. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Sally. It's been a ball. Come back again, as we say. Um, sure. We'll keep in touch. Or come again. Or come again, yes. (laughs) Well, look, um, better wetter. Yes. (laughs) On that note, we'd better get out of here and make way for Freedom of Species. Um, And, um, yeah, I'll catch you next week. We'll take it out today musically, finishing up the water theme. And I know this is a favourite of Out of the Blue, which precedes us. Um, so it's a nice linkage between Out of the Blue from 11.30 till noon, Out of the Pan, noon till one, and then into Freedom of Species for the water um, water species from one till two. Um, here's Paul Kelly and Deeper Water. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.